0: And thus far in the work church, and I just hope and pray that you win your ears just for a little bit right. you know with right. those uh, scripture readings, hear marriage you're like, "dang, not another marriage right? <laughs> but um, what I want to do is to give you uh, the view of marriage from a millennium right we've heard yeah. the boomers right we 've heard generation X, but we have yet to hear generation y and uh, my understand our view of marriage right so that's what we're going to talk about on this morning is marriage before and after I do mm-hmm. before and after I do mm-hmm. so a critical destiny decision is who you decide to do life with
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that's one of the most critical destiny decisions the most important decision is give me a life to Christ putting on Christ in baptism Amen. right that's number one Making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior but number two is who do you decide to do life with that is going to affect everything in your life Amen. Okay. so who am I going to entertain and who am I going to do life with that's one of the most important and most critical destiny decisions right so the truth of the matter is you're going to spend more time at home than you do at church You're going to spend more time with your spouse should you get married than you would fellow Christians around here. Mm -hmm. And you really don't know how damaged someone is until you love them. Mm -hmm. You really don't know uh, how traumatized someone is until you love them. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't understand or you don't know how much healing someone needs or needs to go through until you love them and try to do life with them. So this afternoon I want to give you uh, in part some wisdom right? so that uh, the person that you decide to do life with, if you have yet to put on that ring in marriage, uh, they can cause your home to be a place of safe house, right? a place of refuge and not a madhouse or a psychiatric Mm ward. You won't find yourself sitting in the driveway for hours before you go inside the house because you know nothing but chaos awaits you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, that's a lot of our realities, right? Get married and then you sit in the driveway for hours because you're like, I just don't wanna break the seal on the door because I know what awaits me. Mm -hmm. I'm out here fighting in the world and I gotta go home to a fight. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we have some discernment on the front end, mm-hmm. then we can prevent that uh, regret or the discord on the back end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, when I go home, it's supposed to be a, how can you say, an a incubator for my wellness, mm-hmm. not an incubator for my illness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when I go home, I'm supposed to uh, escape the chaos of the world and not go into the chaos in my own home. Mm -hmm. But when we don't have wisdom or discernment in this area, then that's going to be the cause of heartbreaks. It's going to be the cause of broken homes, and it's also going to cause the pain to hit the soul of a man to such a degree where it alters your personality. Mm -hmm. The pain to hit the soul of a woman where it alters her personality. Mm -hmm. And it alters it in such a way that you are no longer who you used to be Mm -hmm. because of the trash or the trauma or the foolishness this spouse is putting you through, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of pastors and a lot of churches will not tell the truth because I can monetize your trauma. Mm-hmm. Right? I can monetize your trauma and hell loves it when you are ignorant, right? Mm-hmm. And ignorance causes for a deception to be heightened, okay? Mm-hmm. Ignorance calls for deception to be heightened and deception is a predator's disguise, Mm-hmm. Okay? If you think about it, deception is a predator's disguise. It's got several predators up here, right? So you got a barred owl right there. You can barely see it. If you look at it in the trees, if you try to look for it, you can probably won't even see it, but you can hear it. Mm-hmm. But if you go looking through the trees, you probably won't see it because it blends in just that well, mm-hmm. right? you got a copperhead on the bottom. Right? Mm-hmm. It blends in just well because this deception is a predator's disguise. You have a lioness in the grass. The antelope doesn't even pay any attention because it thinks it's grass. Mm-hmm. But little does it know it's a lioness out there waiting to devour. It, mm-hmm. right? Because a predator uses deception as its disguise. Mm-hmm. And hell loves ignorance, like I said, because it also encourages for you to self-diagnose yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And also it causes you to pursue wrong psychiatrists. Right? Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by wrong psychiatrist? Uh, I'm just trying to find something to relieve this pain that I'm feeling. Right? Mm-hmm. This is why it's dangerous for us to only come to church when we need relief. Amen. Right? Amen. Because when we do get that relief, then we leave. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it is dangerous for us to only come to church when we're seeking relief. And we looking for uh, self-diagnosis. So we say, maybe this man can help medicate my issue. Mm-hmm. Right? maybe. Uh, working a lot, getting my mind off of it can help medicate this issue. Right? It can help medicate my loneliness. Maybe this drink can help medicate my depression. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find something to medicate how I feel. And the enemy's traffic is so heavy in this area in relationships because uh, if you're depending on your spouse for your happiness, You're going to be in for a world of hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because they cannot give it to you.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So, in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible tells us to guard your heart. Right? Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us to guard your heart, not wall your heart. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. You don't want to wall your heart. The Bible tells us to guard your heart. Right? Mm -hmm. I said it before when you wall your heart, you can't let anyone in and no one can get out. You can't even get out. Right? You wall your heart. You can't get out, and no one can get in, right? So just like the enemy sends people, God sends people as well, right? And so when these uh, people sent by God to come help you assist you in your life, you're not going to allow them in because you have put walls around your heart, mm-hmm. right? And so people who are there or to, who can potentially assist you to get to that next level, you won't let them in because you have put a wall around your heart versus guarding your heart. And it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Mm-hmm. And what can affect your heart like a relationship, mm-hmm. right? yeah. A parental relationship, a platonic relationship, mm-hmm. a uh, church relationship, mm-hmm. a work relationship. What can affect your heart like a relationship? Listen, I'm going to prove it. So uh, somebody either online or in here, you are an adult and you are currently still dealing with the, uh, the trauma or the issues mm-hmm. of who you had as a parent, mm-hmm. right? You're still dealing with daddy issues as an adult. You're mm-hmm. still dealing with mommy issues as an adult, mm-hmm. right? Like you are good at wrong. You've grown wrong, grown, right? You got mm-hmm. bills and you got kids of your own now, and yet you're still dealing with these issues from your childhood, mm-hmm. right? So these relationships are are, are crucial, right? So you are a full fledged adult, and well into your adulthood, and yet you are still dealing with uh, childhood trauma. right? So you're trying to resurrect what should have never died in your childhood, right? Because oftentimes parental wounds can lead to emotional tumors. And so now I'm trying to figure out why do I struggle with saying no, right? Why do I have an issue with saying no? Why do I have an issue with establishing boundaries? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's because many times, oftentimes, the person who uh, you should have or supposed to have established boundaries for, you couldn't because they were your parents, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they were your parents, so so now they were encouraging toxicity, they were encouraging dysfunction, and now uh, you can't say no. And now you've learned something called lethal loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you are loyal to a fault. You know. And now you're grown wondering why you can't say no. And it's because it stemmed from your childhood and you're dealing with it still today. Mm -hmm. So today, I'm trying to help us. Trying to help us, right? Mm -hmm. So there was no love in your living room. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking for love in Mm bedrooms, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're trying to to find it because I didn't have it in the living room and here's what I am. I'm I'm just trying to uh, uh, articulate to you organic joy organic joy, many of us cannot experience it because we're trying to be distracted from sadness. Mm-hmm. Right? We find ourselves trying to be distracted from sadness. For, for some of us, the last few relationships right, was an attempt, on my on part, to be distracted from sadness. Mm-hmm. Right? You turn up at the club,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're trying to be distracted from sadness. Mm-hmm. You're getting high papa of cool. you're trying to distract yourself Amen. from sadness. Mm-hmm. But what happens when the hangover is gone? Mm-hmm. What happens when the liquor fades? What happens when the buzz has faded? Mm-hmm. You're still stuck, you're still stuck there dealing with your sadness,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Your
0: sadness is still there because you've never dealt with. It. You're trying to put a Band-Aid over a, a sucking chest wound and it just will not stop, mm-hmm.
1: right?
0: yeah. And I've never seen so many uh, joyless Christians. Uh, I've never seen so many oh. sad Christians, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many depressed Christians. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. uh, because, I believe, this conversation has to happen more in mainstream, right? And it has to happen more in mainstream so that we can understand and stop saying, oh, preach pastor in public, but God help me in progress. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the enemy, he specializes in gift wrapping pain in relationship, form, yeah. right? And uh, you don't oftentimes discover it until you've opened it and taken a bite of it, right? mm-hmm. Is there uh, anybody Tired of discovering fruit that is rotten mm-hmm. after you've bitten, right? mm-hmm. you bit. You get tired of discovering rotten fruit by taking that first bite. Mm-hmm. You know, and is anyone like, like, like Lord? Just give me some discernment, you know, so that I don't have to bite it and taste it to know that it's rotten. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me the discernment so that way I know when I pick it up, oh, something wrong with this. Right. And I'm not judging, but I just got some discernment. That's right. That's I'm right. not judging, but the thing is, we got to have that discernment. And and, and culture tells us things like happily ever after. Right? This is what culture tells us. Yeah. Happily ever after. We're not, well, why not uh, joy before after? That's
1: right? yeah.
0: it, because if it's happily ever after, I'm going to uh, unintentionally attach my happiness to the after. Right? Yeah. And if the after never comes, now I'm unhappy. Yeah. Right? So yeah. why not joy before the after? You know, why' not have that joy before you're happily ever after if you will. You know because right now we deal with a lot of sad, a lot of sad Christians right? mm-hmm. and the Bible tells us in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse number 10 it says "The joy of the Lord is your strength right mm-hmm. So for me, I have joy outside of my boy right mm-hmm. I, uh, She has joy outside of me you know so uh, what the enemy strives to do is gift wrap that pain in a relationship form mm-hmm. for these two reasons, right? One, he wants to use the trauma to alter your personality what I mentioned earlier, right? Which is why some of us currently don't know who we are. Mm-hmm. And we cannot differentiate between survival tactics that uh, pain has made us to become versus who we really are. Amen. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I can't discern if this is me or if this is a survival tactic that I've learned with them, yeah, right. So, is this me, or is this what pain has made me to become? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is why uh, for many of us, we're so upset at God. You know, we're blaming God many times for the pain that we're currently feeling, and what I'm trying to get us to uh, understand is not—it's not always God's fault. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to pursue wisdom, so that way we can make choices that are uh, conducive and it complements. God's plan for our lives, right? And that first reason, like I said, is the enemy's attempt to alter our personalities. The second reason is the enemy knows that betrayal, it heightens distrust, okay? Betrayal is gonna heighten distrust. And betrayal and deception is a war, it's a war tactic on your trust and ability. See, every person in here who says that I have trust issues is most likely because someone who you trusted they betrayed your trust, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you got trust issues, most likely someone who you trusted in the past mm-hmm. have betrayed or went back on your trust, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have a resume of people who you trusted hurting you, mm-hmm. that could bleed over to you mm-hmm. and not trusting God too. That's right. Especially if you grew up in a household or atmosphere where you could not trust your dad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like mamas, y'all want that. Yeah, Y'all y'all one thing, but daddy's a different. Yeah. Daddy's yeah. a little different, right? Yeah. Daddy should be that first encounter of what God's love is. Amen. Right? Yeah. right? We call God our Heavenly Father, right? That's right? He should be that first encounter of what God's love is. So when we grow up in an atmosphere where daddy's not there, uh, there's no wonder you don't think God's going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. right? There's no wonder you don't think he's going to yeah. be there for you. So it's hard for you to sing You're a good, good father when you've never seen a good father,
1: right? Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, so now your distrust, it heightens, right? And your trust and ability towards God, it it goes down and the enemy knows that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why he constantly tries to give us pain in the form of uh, distrust, right? Mm -hmm. So the first most important decision, like I said, that we can do in our lives is on Christ on Christ's baptism, Amen. right? Amen. Next is who we decide to do life with, okay? Now, let me preface this. This is not an attempt to uh, hurt anyone's feelings, Amen. okay? But this is just to uh, give us some insight on what we should be expecting going into marriage with ourselves as well as what we should be expecting while we we're in marriage, Amen. okay? So, we gotta stop letting these perverted minds uh, be our life coach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We gotta stop letting uh, Mm -hmm. Caesar teach our kids and then wonder why our kids come out Mm -hmm. sounding like Romans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we gotta stop letting Hollywood uh, teach our kids or ourselves Mm -hmm. and then wonder why we have a pews or church full of actors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, the thing is, we need to go to Christ for everything, right? We need to be Christ-centered as individuals as well as Christ-centered in our relationships, right? So, before I do, and these are some things that can um, hinder us as a people to uh, hinder us from becoming our full potential, right? Some things that we may not even think about. Some things that's not even sin, right? But we do them unintentionally and it can lead to sin. Yeah. All right. So let me explain. So one, condoms. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not a sin to have a condom. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not a sin to go buy condoms. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know. You say, Kyrie, it's not an issue with having condoms. But why you need it? Right? That's right. So the thing is, having a condom. Got it. It's not a sin. However, it's an usher to sin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a just in case backup. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, as a man, and and. <laughs> A lot of times we, we, we hammer on on the women, right? But brothers, I'm coming for y'all today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of times as men, we are measured uh, as a man by how many women we sleep with,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm. We are measured by how many bodies we got, mm-hmm. right? right? And so our value as a man increases as our body count increases. Yeah, but a woman's value decreases as her body count increases, right? So we have a double standard there. Right? And oftentimes we are looked at as a man. Hey, you, you were a man if you you could pull them. You know what I'm saying? And you can sleep with them. Now, a lot of times, what we don't realize what we're doing having these multiple partners in our singleness is going to set us up for failure in our togetherness in our in our relationship, right? Because what we're doing, unbeknownst to us, is we are developing an appetite for variety. Right. We're developing an appetite for variety. What I'm talking about is, you go to the club or you go out and you meet somebody, you go home and you, uh, mm-hmm. you have sex with her, right? Yeah. You, two weeks later, you go meet somebody else. Mm-hmm. You do the exact same thing, mm-hmm. right? You're sowing your oats. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But what you're unintentionally doing, you are building an appetite for variety. Yeah. So when you say, to death do us part, I bow my life to this woman, when we are together, is cool for the first couple of months. Mm. But after that, now I'm tired of, it, you know. Mm. Now I'm looking elsewhere because now I can't even perform anymore because I've gotten used to variety.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've
0: gotten used to being You're with different sure. women. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. gotten used to being with different women all the time and yeah. now when I'm with one woman, she doesn't satisfy me like yeah. I want you.
1: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So now
0: it's an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now we have a society of our parents mm-hmm. rearing up young ladies and it, and it when I was doing this, I was getting upset because yeah. I got daughters, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. so now we're, 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 we're developing our daughters to say, hey, save yourself for marriage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Save yourself for that, 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 that night of shining on of who's going to come, mm-hmm. uh, take you off, and y'all going to live a fairy, land, a fairy tale of a, of a, of a life, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're teaching our young girls to be pure, yeah. right? Yeah. We're teaching our young girls to be chaste. Yeah. We're, we're teaching our young girls to save yourself for marriage. but. Why are we not teaching the same thing to these young women? Right? We're not teaching the same things to these young men. So the young men, they're coming up with this mindset, right?
1: They're
0: coming up with this mindset, and now we have these people or young men who uh, want to get married, right? And then when, once they're in marriage, they realize that, hey, I'm not used to just one woman. i got to have multiple. And now your daughter's heart is broken,
1: right? Yeah.
0: right? Going back to what I was talking about earlier, that broken heart. You know, so we need to develop these young men to understand that, hey, this is some stuff you need to figure out and settle and, and, and situate before you get married. Right? Yeah. Getting married is not the cure to having a lustful heart, right? That's right
1: man.
0: Marriage and, and sex and marriage is not gonna cure that. That's right. You know, you're gonna have to get rid of that before you say I do. Amen. Right? Amen. And that's why I got it up here. Before you say I do, you need to get this squared away. Amen. Okay? Now, next. We got ace of spades right, some champagne. So we got bottle bottle, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we go to the club, we want to pop some bottles because we're trying to drown out our sadness, right? We don't think of it as we're being sad, but the only way we can have fun is if we're inebriated.
1: Right?
0: That's the only time we can have fun. And if we sober, it's boring. I can't deal with living life, I can't deal with feeling feelings, I gotta get a little, little buzz, right? I don't have to get drunk, but I just gotta get a little buzz, that way it can knock that edge off,
1: okay? That's a problem. Right?
0: That's a problem that we need to situate in our singleness, yeah. right? And this is all before I do, Amen. right? Mm-hmm. So, another thing, childhood trauma, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Childhood trauma, a lot of times it's often not even mentioned mm-hmm. until you deal with it in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. You don't talk about, you, well, we don't have the hard conversations up front right. leading to marriage, right? Mm-hmm. What was your childhood like? You know, yes. Did anybody touch you as a child? Yes. Amen. Do you have any childhood issues stemming from your father? You know, Amen. Do you have any childhood issues stemming from your mom? Yes. Uh, did uncles or cousins or anything mistreat you as a child? Yes. Some of these things that we don't talk about as children grow up to be issues as adults. Amen. Right? Amen. And if, if, if we need the therapy, let's get it there. Right? Yes. If we need the counseling, let's get the counseling. Amen. Let's do that on the front end. you know? So that way when we go into marriage, we're not blindsided by, why are you acting funny?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Right. I, I didn't even do anything to you. Right. And then now you got this uh onion that you gotta peel back the layers on, yes. and now you're dealing with a situation that you had no idea that was there until you said I do. Amen. All right? Amen. So we need to handle these issues before I say I do, right? Amen. Another divine mind
1: hmm.
0: Is it an issue of pledge? I'm not saying it's a sin to be Amen. in the fraternity. Got it. But some people's loyalty is more so loyal to their brothers right. and their sisters yeah. than it is to their spouse or their loved ones, right? Yeah. So their bros or their sisters can call the phone and they can say, you know what, we need you. And they on the first thing smoking to wherever they are, yeah. you know? They, they understand that loyalty and that aspect because we're part of the divine now. We have a, a, a common bond, you know what I'm saying? We went through the same thing during our pledging or whatever it's called that, 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 that y'all go through to get to this. Uh, to this level, but uh, I don't know what it is. But we have this—we we have this common—this common thread, right? Yeah. And so I feel more close to you because we went through the trenches together during oh, our wow. undergrad legend, mm-hmm. and now we have a connection that no one else can can touch, right? Mm-hmm. And and my wife or my my spouse, my husband can't even come close to what we went through, How right? Good. And so now I'm more loyal to you as my brother or my sister in this fraternity than I would be in our marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So for some some people, this divine line can be an issue, right? So this is an issue that we need to square away before we say, I do, Mm -hmm. Brazilian wax, again, you say, what, waxing? There's nothing wrong with getting waxed, right? But check this out, why are we doing it? You know what I'm saying? And and, and I'm not saying that it's wrong to get a wax. Get a wax, take care of yourself, you know what I mean? But let's keep it 100. we know what time it is, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You, 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 get yourself, <laughs> you get yourself cleaned up because you know yeah. you, you know what time it is, right? Yeah, right? You know you don't want to look like you got your block in the headlock, so you want to make sure yeah. you've got yourself taken care of, you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> so that,
0: this Brazilian wife, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying it's an issue. However, it can be an usher because you're preparing yourself for the next step, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Matching bra and panty sets. That's right. Again, it's nothing wrong with it. You want to wear the same thing, that's cool. But we know what time it is. Yeah. You know,
1: right.
0: you know, so, so, somebody probably gonna be looking at them later on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That's why you want yeah. them to be ma- that That's why you want them to be matching, right? That's so with that, that bra, that that, that matching bra and panty set, it, it, it's like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. But we do it because we know it's going to lead to something else, right? Yeah. We, we, we do it yeah. when we know we're about to get into some stuff. Right? Yeah. We know we, we know what we're doing, right? Yeah. Totally we know what we're doing. Yeah. Now, this right here. Who shall I feed, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which one of you shall I feed? And uh, we got a white dog and a black dog. And unfortunately, the black dog is the evil dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but we got a white dog and a black dog, right? And, and Brothers, if you are honest, you will agree with me and say, all of us have a dog within us. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we are dogs. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: not what I'm saying. But there is Mm dog-like tendencies within me. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now,
0: (laughs) (laughs) now, Now, what do I mean by that? Right? That, that dog-like tendency, that that selfish desire to please oneself, that's, right. that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that could be with sex, mm-hmm. that could be with power, that could be with money, that could mm-hmm. be with a position of authority, mm-hmm. that could be with anything dealing with selfishness. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We all have this dog within us. And if we don't manage this dog, this dog is going to control us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we don't manage this dog, it's going to control us. And whichever one we're going to feed, that's the one that's going to grow the most. Yes. Right? And with that, we don't think of it as uh, as a, as an issue, right? Like I said before, it, this untreated sexual urge to, to, to sleep with every person that you meet, right? Mm-hmm. If that's not dealt with in your singleness, you're gonna deal with it in your marriage, yeah. right? Yeah. You're gonna deal with it in your marriage. Yeah. And that's that untreated dog that's just running <laughs> rampant out here. You got this mangy yeah. mutt that's just running around, wanna hump everything that walks by, right? <laughs> But if, we don't treat it, then it's gonna, it's gonna run amok, right? Yeah, but the thing is, we need to <laughs> identify, well first, acknowledge that it's there, yeah. Right? Yeah. Acknowledge yeah. that it's there, it, it's there, got it. That's how we're wired, it, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, we can have that, that, that spirit override the flesh, right? Amen. The spirit can override the flesh. You have to have that desire to want to be better, Amen. okay? Because the thing is, if you don't train on controlling this dog, it's gonna, it's gonna get out of control. Amen. It's gonna get out of control, and he's gonna do whatever he wants to do. Right? And then you're gonna find yourself like, I can't believe I did this. Right? <laughs> I, I, I know right from wrong. I can know right from wrong all day, but doing it is another thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we can have a PhD in the spirit all day, but we mm-hmm. have a, yeah. GA, a, 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 a GED in the in the, in the practical. All that's right, the, and that's that's how it is, right? We got a PhD in the spirit. We know right from wrong but we got a GED in the practical and actually applying it. So if we don't control this dog, this dog is gonna control us. So some things that we have to control is this lustful desire, okay? Like I said, whether it be sexual, whether it be a hunger for power, whether it be a hunger for a position of authority, whether it be any of this selfish nature, right? We all got the selfish nature, right? We wanna please ourselves. How are we gonna go into a marriage being selfish when you have to be selfless Amen. in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You're expected to be selfless in your marriage. You're yeah. expected to be given in your marriage, but mm-hmm. when you have yet to fast, or you have yet to buffet your body and, 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 and get your own body under subjection, you're not gonna pass that test when it's time to get married and you're expected to serve this woman to a your part, mm-hmm. or serve this man to a your part, mm-hmm. right? So you need to make sure that you can get this dog under control, mm-hmm. all right? Now, after I do, married folks, I'm coming for y'all too. So I'm coming for us, I should say, All right. Now, the dynamics of the family have changed from the 1950s, The dynamics are today. To live a comfortable lifestyle, you need a two-income household, right? And with that two-income household, the uh, household chores, if you will, For me, it's unreasonable. But for some people it's not. For me, it is unreasonable for it all to fall on the woman.
1: Amen, 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 Amen. yes.
0: It is is unreasonable for it all to fall on the woman. And Mm -hmm. listen to me, fellas, listen, we go to work, we have a hard day at work, we come home, we don't want to be bothered, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing for them. Right? Never. Right.
1: Never. Yes. They go to work. And
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we go to, they go to work, right? They come home too. They don't want to be bothered either. But we can't come home and just not be bothered, right? right. So
1: right.
0: it's unreasonable, I say, because for the woman, it's, expect, it's expected for them to help out with the bills, right? Mm-hmm. Go to work, come home, take care of the kids, do the homework with the kids in the house, cook the food, put the kids to bed, and then give you some uh, some nasty nasty when you get them to bed. You know? So at the end of the day, you got this tired woman, and then you wonder why she's like, yo, I, I just don't feel it right now. You know what I'm saying? Because she don't have no help around the house. So I, I, my, my thing is, I tell, it, I tell it probably all the time, I'm going to make your life as easy as possible. I'm going to make your life as easy as possible. And by that, I'm talking about when she comes home for work, there is no expectation for her to get in the kitchen and That's start right. cooking food, you know what I mean? I know how to cook.
1: Amen. I know
0: how to clean. I know how to do all this stuff, you know what I mean? Because I look at it like this. Back in Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. Before Eve ever came into the picture, you had Adam by himself. Yeah. Adam, right. Adam, Adam was by himself, and, and God told him to do what? Dress and keep the garden.
1: Amen. And
0: so if Adam was by himself at that time,
1: <laughs>
0: if, you know, if, if Adam was by himself and was expected to keep up a house by himself, mm-hmm. that's your job, bro. Right? Yes. So God saw that he needed some help. Okay, mm-hmm. he got gotta help me. Got Eve. Okay, cool. Amen. Your wife is to help me.
1: Right? Amen. You
0: know, not your maid. Not your not, not your Amen. servant. Or name, right? And so Amen. help me. And uh, with that she's expected to help, right? So if, I can't tell you how to run your house, right. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if her expectation is, you know what, financially, I don't want to help out that way, I'd rather help out around the house, mm-hmm. is she still meeting her obligation as you're helping?
1: You? Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Because at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to take care of this thing.
1: That's yes, amen. Right? Mm-hmm. It's our
0: responsibility to do it. You know, And if we can't do it by ourselves, then maybe we need to scale back our, our, our living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we need to scale it back. You know, so that way it is manageable on one income.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? And uh, that way we don't look for her to be that financial help. Right. But if we still trying to live above our means, mm-hmm. and we have no choice but to need a second income, uh-huh. then we have to make some adjustments. You know? So if she's gonna be working outside the house, then let's work around the house, Amen. right? Amen. And then when she comes home, she can work around the house some as well, but we're on the team, right? Amen. We're on the same team. And if we're on the same team, there is no, I, I, I did it this time, you do it next time, and right. tip and time, we keep the score. You know? There's no need to keep score. We're on the same team. Mm-hmm. If I got to pick it up this whole week or this whole month, then so be it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But at the end of the day, we're still fighting towards the same goal, Amen. which is making sure those two Amen. have a better life than
1: what we did. Amen. The little things. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: How often do we forget the little things?
1: Mm -hmm. Something
0: as simple as opening doors.
1: Opening car doors. Mm -hmm. Opening doors to buildings. It's
0: little things, right? So this is the stuff that we did to to get her. We we did the stuff to get her. So why don't we do it to maintain our Mm -hmm. relationship? Because it's the small things that matter. right? And something as insignificant in our minds as opening the car door, she may look at it as a big deal. And it's just... Shows the show goes to show that whatever I did to get you, I'm going to maintain that and do more to keep it. Right? I'm not going to backslide and do less just because ah, I got you, you know, you, you can't go nowhere, you know, yeah. you're my wife now. Yeah. No, no, we, 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 we do that and something, right? right? Pray together, Amen. pray with each other, Amen. pray for each other. Amen. You know, how often do we? Pray for each other, you know. Mm -hmm. When is the last time you said a prayer for your spouse? Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. is the last time you prayed with your spouse? Mm -hmm. This kind of stuff matters, right? This kind of intimacy is what's hardly ever talked about. And this is some of the best intimacy. You got someone who can pray for you, you can't put a a price tag on that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You got somebody who can pray with you, you can't put a price tag with you. But a lot of times this is overlooked, you know. A lot of times this is looked at as a last resort. Mm-hmm. You
1: know?
0: uh, but have you been praying together? No. I don't even want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem. You know? if, as long as you keep Christ the sinner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everything else is going to work itself out. You know? But as long as he's not the sinner, mm-hmm. how are you going to get it to fix? Right? So mm-hmm. check this out. This computer is a Samsung.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to take it to, to Apple if it should break down. Yes. Because Apple didn't make this. Apple is not the manufacturer of this laptop. Mm-hmm. Right. Christ, God, is the manufacturer of marriage. Right? Yes. God yes. instituted marriage. Amen. So why go outside of God if your marriage is in shambles? Mm-hmm. Right? We need to get Christ back in the center of the marriage. Amen. Right? Amen. Date nights.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you see, they date night at home. Yeah. Right? So you don't have to spend money to make that quality time yeah. with your spouse a priority. Right? We don't have to spend money. But it's very easy, especially when you got kids involved, to get into a routine and now you're like roommates. Right? You go to work, you come home, you take care of the kids, you go to bed, you go to work, you come home, you take care of the kids, you go to bed, and now you're like roommates, right? There is zero intimacy. You know what I mean? You don't even look at each other and adore each other anymore because you're just tired, right? You're not making time for each other. You know? But get back to that dating phase because at the end of the day these two, these kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave the house. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. And when they do, now what?
1: Mm-hmm. Now you got
0: two people in the house who don't even know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Because the last time you were intimate, the kids were small, or mm-hmm. before they were born. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, yeah, and so we built the life on simply being parents instead of being husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, And so now our kids are grown, I don't even know what to do with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what? I don't even want to be married. Mm-hmm. So now we have an issue of not even knowing our mates because we never dated them along the way,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And
0: you don't have to go out and break the bank and spend money and do all these lavish trips or whatnot. Yeah. You can do a date night at home. It's just mm-hmm. spending that quality time together mm-hmm. and getting to know each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because over time, you're going to change, right? That's right. And uh, I was telling you, it wasn't until uh, I got older and got more years in marriage that I understood why people do vows. You know, Mm -hmm. because I'm like you're already married. Why are you doing it again? Mm -hmm. But who you are in year zero Mm -hmm. is different than who you are at year Mm ten. It's different than who you are at year twenty. It's different than who you are at year Mm thirty. Right. So these new people renew their vows. Right. These two new people, they're going to rekindle their love and re Mm -hmm. uh, recommit themselves to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Because. They're different people over time, you know? Right. They went through the ebbs and the flows of, of life, right? Mm-hmm. The highs and the lows of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna always be good, right? You got the highs and lows, but over time, we change. Over time, we grow, yes. So who I am or who I was at 21, Kyrie, when I got married is different than who I am at 32,
1: Kyrie, Amen. right? Amen.
0: And so now it makes sense, but mm-hmm. it took some
1: mm-hmm.
0: wisdom to get <laughs>
1: all right
0: fighting fair fighting fair so this is a big one right and that's why it's the biggest thing up here and and what we tend to do is fight unfair right like i said before we are on the same team if we're on the same team why would i purposely try to hurt or injure my teammate right why would i purposely try to hurt or injure my teammate now check this out your spouse can hurt you more than anybody else, yes, right. Right. Mm-hmm. because they, right? We, we pillow talk all the time, right? So they know your deepest, darkest secrets. They know what makes you scared. They, they know what makes you tick. They know what uh, what what your true faults are, not what you display before everybody else, right? So they know the genuine you, you know, and they can use that to hurt you like nobody else could, right? And when that's done, sometimes. it's it's hard to bounce back from that. And now we have trust issues because we Mm -hmm. distrust someone because of that uh, violation of our trust, right? Mm -hmm. So now, we're not fighting fair, you know? I'm I'm not gonna talk cray cray to her, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna talk outside of my neck to her because I don't want to say anything I wouldn't want another man to say to her, right? Mm -hmm. So if if I'm not gonna prove of another man saying it to her, why would I have permission to say Mm -hmm. to right? That's just not right, mm-hmm. but that's what we do oftentimes. We try to cut our spouses down, mm-hmm. stick it to them where it hurts because we're hurting,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So
0: it's not a cliche, but it's true that hurt people hurt people, right?
1: Mm-hmm. You hurt
0: my feelings, I'm going to try to hurt you just as bad, mm-hmm. right? If not worse, you know. I want you to feel the pain that I feel,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I want to. I want you to hurt just like I do. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, that's the well, all the time. That's the wrong way to go about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Before marriage. He was all over each other, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After marriage, you throwing pots and pans at each other. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? With you? Yeah. So before marriage, you you, you was you couldn't you couldn't see anything wrong that he did yeah. or she did, yeah. you know. But now you 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 move a furniture,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: It shouldn't be like that. We need That's to fight fair, you know, because we we're not going to agree on every single thing.
1: That's right. Right? We're not.
0: It's just not going to happen. We're two different people, two different backgrounds. We're going to have differences. We got our own opinions, but with those differences, respect each other's opinion. Yeah,
1: right.
0: You know, it is what it is. You're not gonna agree on everything. That's fine, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't try to intentionally hurt this person that you decided you wanted to do life with, right?
1: mm-hmm.
0: Because at the end of the day, you chose them.
1: That's right.
0: right. You chose them. It's not like you were in an arranged marriage where you had no control mm-hmm. and your parents put you guys mm-hmm. together. No, you chose to be with this person. Mm-hmm. You chose to do life with this person. That's right. You know, so. Don't be going back on your on your on your vows and, and regretting what you did. You know, something about them made you say yes. Right? yes. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. You know, dwell on that. Before you got married, after you got
1: married. <laughs> right? Before you got married, after you got married.
0: Now, with this, you're on the picture on the left of Britney Spears. That's a symbol of a woman's life before she said, I do to you, right? Mm -hmm. Before she said, I do to you. So that picture on the left, she still has her parents' last name, Mm -hmm. right? Her parents' last name got her through college. Mm
1: -hmm. Her
0: parents' last name got her through medical school or whatever school she went to, Mm -hmm. Her parents' last name got her her first car, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: Her parents' last name got her through all of this stuff and she's still looking good, right? Yeah. Now will she get with you.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now when she get with you, yeah. she's looking broke, busted, and disgusted, right? Yeah. And and, and why is that? You know? yeah. Why is that she chose to do life with you? Mm-hmm. And what's the difference? The difference is on the left, her parents are taking care of her.
1: Yeah.
0: You can see how well her parents took care of her, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, after being married and having kids, mm-hmm. look at how you're taking care of her, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: So Amen.
0: let's let's look at that in our own selves, right? Amen. Look at your wife before you got married,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: look at your wife after you got married. Amen. Is she better now,
1: Amen. or was she better while paying? Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. And, and
0: I, I told my wife, "But you're gonna have the best life for me."
1: I'm going to, I'm going to, my, my, my goal,
0: my goal is to show her things she's never seen
1: before. Right? And, and and
0: that's not on some uh, sexual stuff, that is on life, right? Some things you just don't know because you've never been exposed to because of the who you had as parents. Right? Some things I don't know because of who I had as parents. Mm-hmm. But when we get through this thing, we're gonna experience it together and it's gonna be the best thing ever. Amen. You know?
1: amen.
0: All for the purpose of making sure that these kids have a better life. Amen. Than we do. Amen. amen. Because at the end of the day, their lives should be easier than ours and ours should be easier than our parents. Okay. Right. So, so each generation amen. gets better. Amen. It should get better, like my wine, right? Amen.
1: You know what I'm saying? Amen to wine. <laughs> 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 gotcha. But so after I do,
0: you know. So when we think about this stuff, there are some things we need to take care of before we get married. Right? That's right, yeah. And there are some things, once we get married, we need to get situated, take care of, right? So i got some points Today these. They are yours. Before I do, number one, we got to detox from Egypt, okay? We have to detox from Egypt. And that's the beauty of your singleness, okay? That's the beauty of your singleness, is detoxing from Egypt. You got Time to detox from everything that you've learned wrong, mm-hmm. okay? you got time to do that in your singleness, mm-hmm. right? The reason uh, you call your singleness so boring is because you let your gift go to sleep, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If you just knew how anointed and how gifted you are, I promise you, you, you wouldn't be bored. You know? So uh, if you just knew how many things you would have to purge from yourself, you would not be bored. Mm-hmm. Because you got a lot of work to do as individuals. Right, before we come together as one. Amen. So God will use this season to deal with our mindsets, to deal with our addictions. God is saying, okay, um, I have to heal you because whoever I'm sending to you, Amen. I love them too.
1: Amen.
0: You know, I love them too. Amen. And if you don't desire marriage, that is fine. That is cool. You know? But um, just don't desire covenant benefits either. Yes. Right. Amen. You know, sorry, but, uh, that's not my business uh, some people they're just not built for marriage mm-hmm. you know some people they just have to do their things so they'll that's cool but again just don't desire covenant benefits uh, number two is discover your destiny mm-hmm. discover your purpose you, what is your why mm-hmm. why are you here on earth
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what is your purpose what is your life's assignment mm-hmm. uh, what is your mission discover that because uh you can't, per, uh, you can't pick on purpose if you don't know your purpose. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't pick on purpose if you don't know your purpose. So uh, not knowing who you are is one of the most dangerous things you could ever do when you enter into a relational context and you don't know why you're here on marriage, right? mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the hardest things for a married couple to realize, or a person in marriage to realize or to ever experience is to discover your why after you said I do. Mm -hmm. And you roll over in your bed and you realize the person that you land next to is not congruent for your why. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. So you discover your purpose after you say I do, but you realize the person that you married, they're not going to help you to achieve your purpose. So that's why it's important to know your purpose first. Your why first. Why are you here first? What is your goal in life, what is your life's mission first, mm-hmm. and then pick someone who can help you Amen. achieve Amen. that mission. Amen. Right? Amen. Does that make sense? Amen, All right. And oftentimes, sometimes our uh, singleness can feel like prison to some people. So uh, every person who responds in our DMs can look like a bell bond. <coughs>
1: and
0: uh, we need to find that purpose first, so that way we're not feel like we're stuck in a relationship that we can't get out of biblically, mm-hmm. okay? Number three, make choices that complement your purpose, mm-hmm. all right? And i just explain that, right? Mm-hmm. Once you discover it, your purpose, you can complement it, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, some people may feel like, I'm, I'm tired of having relationships that have no point, you know, we just mm-hmm. together just to be together,
1: you know? Mm-hmm.
0: We're not achieving nothing, we're not growing towards anything, we're not doing anything, I'm just, would you, just to say, I got somebody. Mm-hmm. We need to address that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, uh, this is a, a scripture that I wish I had paid more attention to when I was unmarried. Mm-hmm. It says, husbands, love the wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. Mm-hmm. If the married, Kyrie, can go back to the unmarried, Kyrie, and have a conversation, I would say to myself, learn what it's like to suffer. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Learn what it's like to suffer. Learn what it's like to not get your way. Mm-hmm. Because you're not gonna get your way all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And intentionally say no to joy riding and wasting gas. That's, and that's what I like to do when I was younger, right? Joy riding, just riding around and listening to music and just have my, my 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 bass up high and just ride around downtown just mm-hmm. listening to music, right? <laughs> so uh, in, enjoy well uh learn what it's not like to not get your way. Right? because you're not going to always have your way in this country right intentionally do not eat what you want to eat
1: right?
0: because you need to understand what it's like not to get what you want when you want right? that's the whole purpose of fasting understanding and having a discipline to know what it's like to not get what you want when you want right? now when you're a husband you're going to have to give yourself up like christ loved the church uh-huh. And if, in your singleness, if you're not used to giving up yourself and doing what you want to do in your marriage, you have to give it yourself for her
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your children. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard. So I wish I would have fasted I wish I would have trained on what it feels like to deny my flesh more. You know? And I wish I would have maximized on my single face. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, number four, last one. Have a purpose certainly okay have a purpose circle Uh, that purpose circle you're surrounding yourself with people who are in purpose too Mm -hmm. because they can tell you what they do to maintain themselves Mm -hmm. they can encourage you and they can show you what you can do to be conducive for your purpose Mm -hmm. so having people around you that's in purpose they're going to help you uh, help tell you things that complement yours but uh, when all of your friends and your cliques and you hang out, mm. they're outside of purpose, mm-hmm. then it's only naturally for you to be dwelling outside of purpose. Right? Amen. And they're going to give you wisdom from outside of purpose. Right? They're not going to give you wisdom from purpose because they're not in purpose. Right? Okay. So those four things we've got to make sure we keep in mind. <coughs> now, after we say I do, make sure we have a Christ-centered marriage. Mm-hmm. Have a Christ-centered marriage. Right? Your marriage must be Christ-centered. You know? it's a, like I said before, it's a God-made institution. It's a God-made institution, and it's not going to work if you're trying to keep him out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? you're trying to keep God out of the institution, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know? like I, uh, I said before, with the illustration of my computer, I'm not going to take this to Apple because Apple didn't make it. That's right. I'm only going to take it back to the manufacturer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what we need to do when we have an issue to take our issues to God But mm-hmm. like he is the manufacturer of this institution of our marriage mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. number two serve one another
1: mm-hmm.
0: serve one another you know why a lot of marriages are so bad is because they stop serving each other mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? you yeah. stop serving one another when you're dating you didn't mind serving you know oh what you need I'll get it for you I'll get your drink I'll get your plate you know, then after you say, I do, he can get it himself. Mm-hmm. She can get it herself, you know? yeah. It is what it is, you know. And uh, when your, your spouse needed you, oh, where you at? You got a flat tire, okay, I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. You know? Now it's, you got triple A, you got <laughs> <seven>. <laughs> oh, So we need to get back to serving one another, right? And, and my, my mindset is. I'm gonna outserve Paul. Mm-hmm. You know? Right? Mm-hmm. And if her mindset is she's gonna outserve me, we're outdoing each other, trying to do for each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're constantly in, a, in an atmosphere of abundance because I'm doing for her, she's doing for me, I'm not lacking nothing, she's not lacking up. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm making sure she's taken care of and she's making sure I'm taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right? So we need to serve one another. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because sometimes, oftentimes in marriage we can look at it at, at serving as a burden.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like dang, I just got another child, you know that just won't grow up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need to, <laughs> to serve one another. And uh, like I said, I, I'm not gonna let uh, I'm not gonna let out serve. Another one, probably the biggest one, do not keep record of wrong. And, uh, do not keep record of wrong. Right? Not keeping a record of wrong. If you struggle with forgiveness and your singleness, hold up. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Mm-hmm. If you struggle with forgiving in your singleness, hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Situate that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understand that you have to forgive in marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, you're going to see the ugliness about a person that you thought was everything mm-hmm. in marriage. Mm-hmm. Don't forgive. Mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that ugliness. And you're going to be like, I can't unsee it because you just did all this stuff and I just can't let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if forgiving is an issue, let's wait on it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But now that we're here, we need to work on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to work on it. Because here's a deeper question. How well do you forgive you? Mm-hmm. you know, if you struggle forgiving you, mm-hmm. of course you're going to struggle forgiving somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because you can't give from a place that's in a drought. That's right. you know? If you don't have any room to forgive yourself, how are you going to forgive somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know? So if you struggle with accepting God's grace now, how are you going to give grace to someone else <laughs> when they do you wrong? Amen. Because it's going to happen. You know? yes. So we got to square this away. we got to take care of this uh, forgiveness thing. And somebody just want to give you some grace. Sometimes you can't accept it because you can't forgive yourself. You, know? mm-hmm. you beat yourself up more than anybody else would. Mm-hmm. You beat more harder on yourself than anybody else. Another one, a junkyard or a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Last month when I was up here, talked about those junkyards and skyscrapers. Right? Don't do it now. Don't do it in the car. until you get home, and no feelings, emotional. In case you're not mature enough to handle it. Right? Ask your spouse. Do I make you feel like a junkyard with the words that I say to you, mm-hmm. or a skyscraper? Mm-hmm. Right? Do I build you up with the words that I say to you, or do I tear you down mm-hmm. with the words that I say to
1: you? Because
0: you know? like I said before, no one can hurt you like a spouse can. You know, they can cut you deep, and they yeah. can cut you good too. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Do I build you up with the words that I say, mm-hmm. or do I tear you down? Mm-hmm. And we have to have the maturity to accept what they say. because that's their reality you you can feel like you making them feel like a skyscraper all day but they can say I feel like the biggest junkyard there ever was Accept that well why do you feel like a junkyard Mm -hmm. how can uh, how can you not feel like a junkyard what can be said or done to not make you feel like a junkyard Mm -hmm. you need to be able to eat that so it's going to take some maturity to accept whatever they say
1: Mm -hmm.
0: if it's bad especially but that junkyard skyscraper is serious. You know? okay. Your mouth can spew them. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, a lot of couples walk around like junkyards because of how we talk to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? We talk to each other worse than we would talk to a stranger on the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. The way I talk to you, do you feel like a junkyard or a skyscraper? Mm-hmm. You know? The thing is, with guys, ladies, if. There's two people you can speak to in a man. You can speak to the king in him, mm-hmm. or you can speak to the fool in him. The one who you speak to the most, mm-hmm. that's who you're going to see. That's right. The one who you speak to the most, that's who you're going right. okay? <laughs> yeah. you to most, you're gonna see. If you speak to the fool in him, then that's who's going to show up. Mm-hmm. That fool
1: mm-hmm.
0: You speak to the king in him. If he's a kingdom man, if he's a mighty man, mm-hmm. if he's trying to do things God's way, mm-hmm. you're going to see that king That's in right. right. Amen. You know, oftentimes we, we think of the the women as wanting to hear the words of affirmation and whatnot. But guys, we like to have our that's ego right. stroke yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. We, we, we like to have our ego stroke too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you speak to that, that fool, that's what you're going to see that fool. But if you speak to the king, you're going to see that king. And some old wives tell us, you know, some grandmas used to say, dog, no, don't ever brag or stroke a man's ego. You know, why not? Sometimes mm-hmm. we do that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Sometimes we need that. you stroke my ego good enough. I'm going to try to go get you the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, we need that ego stroke sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's our boy like tendency. Mm-hmm. Right? It's our boy like tendency. We love compliments. And guess who else knows that? Delilah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. So make sure you stroke your man's ego. Amen. That's going to be all right. Um, no. Be their biggest cheater. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. Be their biggest cheater. There's another question you can ask your spouse. Do I support you? Mm-hmm. Do you feel supported in any and every endeavor in life? Do you feel supported? Mm-hmm. If not, why? Mm-hmm. What can I do to support you more? Mm-hmm. How would you like to be supported? Mm-hmm. 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 Am I supporting you good enough? You feel like I am? Okay, cool, you can work with it. If I'm not, tell me how I can support you better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Marriage is not for immature people.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not for immature yeah. people. You need to be yeah. mature enough
0: yeah. to Man. accept that response. Uh, I do this standing before you, give you this lesson, one, for God, right? Mm-hmm. But um, after God, I, I, I love to hear what she has to say, mm-hmm. right? I want to hear what my wife has to say. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, what she says about me, that she's my biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you stop serving, when you start holding records of wrong, when you use your mouth to produce a junkyard and uh, when you don't be the biggest cheerleader for your spouse, mm-hmm. the marriage will be on life support.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: It's going to be on life support. Mm-hmm. And maturity, it does not have an age. Mm-hmm. Okay? Maturity does not have an age. Mm-hmm. You can be an old fool mm-hmm. you know, and still don't know what you're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? So maturity does not have an age. Just because mm-hmm. you're older do not mean that you know what you're doing. Right? Right yeah. And uh, you don't have to uh, choose to be mature. You make the choice to grow. Okay. Okay. You make the choice to grow. You make the choice to heed to wisdom. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but you make the choice to heed to wisdom. You make the choice if, uh, if you're somebody that despises wisdom. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody that despises not doing things your way, then it's going to be very hard for you right? in a relationship, in a marriage. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very hard. Okay. So you've got to make that choice. And, and many of us are walking around broken. Okay, we're around broken, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff snatched. Right, we got a lot of stuff snatched, but our souls are sick. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, souls are sad, and we walk around broken, and you can't do any of this. You can't unlearn, you can't walk in hopeless, you can't uh, walk in freedom and healing. You can't walk in, in anything that God has for you until you understand who you are in Christ. Okay? Mm-hmm. Understanding who you are in Christ, that's important. And why you are here, your purpose. You would not be an asset to any man, to any woman, unless you know who you are first in God, mm-hmm. right? period. It, it's gonna be rough, but your marriage is gonna be miserable if you go into it thinking you know everything off the bat.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: And thinking that you don't have to die daily. Okay? You have to deny yourself daily because that old dog wants to be surfaced every single day. And if you don't train it every single day, that's gonna be the day that it's decided that it will to be this making what come and mm-hmm. rear his ugly head, and mm-hmm. you're gonna go sniffing around. Right? Mm-hmm. So we have to get back to serving one another. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to serve one another, we have to do for one another, we have to outdo each other doing for each other. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we shouldn't make it rough unnecessarily. We shouldn't make it rough unnecessarily, but oftentimes we do when we don't have that discernment. All the times we do when we don't have that wisdom or that guidance. Right? Mm-hmm. So like I said before, we got PhDs in the spirit, but GEDs in the practice. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to apply this Bible that we, that, that, that we read. We need to be able to apply this Bible that we study as we should. Mm-hmm. And So uh, that's my lesson for you all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you want to put on Christ in baptism, you already know what you should do. Right? You should hear the word first and then believe what you've heard and also repent of the sins that you've done, and confess that Jesus, he is the Christ of the Son. Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God and be baptized for the remission of your sin. Mm-hmm. And this is that most important step. Right? Doing this first, this is the most important step. And then if you decide you want to be married, figuring out who you want to do like with, okay? But before we do that, we got a lot of stuff we gotta to get together with ourselves first as individuals before we decide to unite. That's one. Amen. Amen. Thank you, y'all. Stand up for a focus on You want to have do uh, <laughs> a
1: couple yeah. Got you? 632. Careless souls, why will you leave?